Hello, thanks for tuning in to the Trinity Church Nottingham podcast. It's great to have you with us. My name's Johnny, together with my wife Amy, we lead this church here in the centre of Nottingham. Our vision is to see the church on fire and the city alive. If we can help you in any way at all, please feel free to get in touch and email us at info at trinitychurchnottingham.org. Okay, let's jump into the podcast. Basically, everything that just happened was everything that I'm about to say. Uh, um, so that was kind of the Lord, because, you know, he knows what he's doing, and over to, over to you. Um, but really, I am going to talk about freedom. Um, for those who know me, I can't stop talking about freedom, and, uh, and the desire that I have so deep down to see people set free. And to see people come into all um, that God has created you and me to be. That is what I am put on this earth to do. Um, And the reason I care about it is because God has set me free in ways that I honestly didn't think possible. He has set my mind on things that I didn't think possible. Um, And he has freed me from the inside out. And I am obviously a work in progress. Um, I am not the finished article by any means, but I've tasted it, you know. I've tasted um, the freedom that is um, possible. And I think even as we were um, worshipping just now, I felt like, um, you know that song, you know, for the sake of the world, um, I just, thanks, <laughs> audition, Joanne, um, you know, I was, I was crying, you know, I started to cry, um, and I think what I felt like God wanted to um, say, even in this message, because I think sometimes, um, we, this is all sort of off piece, by the way, but I think sometimes we, we can sit here, can't we? We can think about freedom, and it's sort of always oh, that a bit self-helpy. Is that just, oh, I'm just going to do this, and then I get a, you know, a happy life, or I've got it, you know, it's sort of like it's, it can be, it can sound sometimes quite trite. And I felt like I wanted to say um, this morning that God wants to set you free because free people, free people. And he wants this, he wants this city and this world to be free. What he intended us to be. He wanted us to experience life and life in its fullness for his glory, for his glory. When we experience freedom, he gets the glory. He gets the glory, and that's why we're here. And I felt like that is what I wanted to say. So if you are one of those people that are like, oh, another freedom talk, you know, what I've got to do, what I've got to put in place to make this happen, I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, would you open our ears? Would you open our hearts? Would you open our minds to even have um, an expectation, Father, that you can set us free in habits and ways of thinking that we don't think are possible to change. I pray, Lord Jesus, would you come and would you reveal and would you speak and would you show us um, what you can do, all for your glory, all for the sake of this world, all for the sake of those that um, don't know you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, back to the paper. (laughs) Um, Okay, so last week, um, as you know, we're in Romans 8. Um, And Johnny talked about life in the spirit, um, a life of no condemnation. He talked about no no condemnation, but complete and utter acceptance that through Jesus' death and resurrection, we are totally free. 
We are no longer bound to sin and death, um, that Jesus conquered and defeated um, sin once and for all. The sin that tangles us up, that stops us being the people um, he created to be, he has defeated it once and for all. And so it says in our reading um, today that we do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. So we are invited into this life, a life uh, that God originally intended for us, like I said, true humanity, um, that this was always God's intention for us. It was always God's intention for us to live in the fullness of the life he has for us. It's his ultimate plan because he loves us. Because he loves us, he wants to bring us into that, which is ultimate peace. Ultimate peace. However, I'm pretty sure uh, that uh, those sitting in the room here um, don't experience peace all day. I'm sure you're not um, saying, yeah, I experience total peace all day. Some might be sitting here right now completely the opposite, absolutely feeling no peace um, at all. And so we've been given this free pass to life through Jesus' death and resurrection. However, it can be so hard to live in, can't it? It's hard to find um, peace and hard to find um, that freedom. It can sound so far away from the reality that we are living in. Um, and so um, we are, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be unpacking what it looks like to live um, in the Spirit. And today, I'm going to be unpacking uh, what it looks like to win the battle of the mind. Um, how do we live in a freedom mindset? I mean, for some of you, you might be like, that is just, that is never going to happen. How can my mind be free of all the chaos that is inside of it? Um, you know, we are full um, of desires. Uh, we can't escape the fact um, that we have desires. And so really what I'm wanting to explore this morning is where we place our desires ultimately is really important. It's, it has an ultimate importance to us, where we place um, our desires. Okay, so in the reading that was just read, uh, Paul gives us two existences. Okay, living a life according to the sinful nature. And this basically means everything that is minus God, which is the flesh. Anything minus God is the flesh. Anything in our life that is not subject to God, given over to God, Paul says, has a mindset on what the sinful nature desires. It is given over, controlled by these desires, which he says leads to death. And I'm going to um, use three examples here um, of ways in which we might have a mindset um, on the flesh. Um, and these are the things that sort of came to my mind really quick, just sort of going through my own life. But obviously there are plenty, aren't there, if you look at your own life. For the first one is uh, approval. You know, so a sin, the, the sinful nature needs um, and desires the approval of others. And it is a mindset then on winning that approval which ultimately, it leads to striving, anxiety, um, inability um, to take responsibility for self, unhealthy denial of self, um, lengths taken to change our outward appearance, to fit into the, what the culture approves that we should look like, uh, materialism, and all of these things, Paul says, ultimately leads and is describing death. 
Okay, so um, this is a big part of my uh, story. Um, when I uh, grew I know lots of you know this, but I grew up in a, a Christian home, amazing home, but I never really owned my faith. Um, so I, grow, I grew up um, going to church, but really by the age of 16, I didn't um, really own it. Went to university, um, and I had a really tricky time at university. As I said before, it's like all of my, what was really going on, uh, began to come up into the surface. And as I sort of processed this in later life, really uh, what was happening here is this desperate desire to seek the approval and the acceptance of those around me. Um, and this, uh, for me, led to an increasing um, awareness of my physical appearance. Um, it led to um, endless hours in the, in the gym. It, um, it, it was a mind that was full, completely full um, of stuff around myself and what I looked like and what other people thought of me. Um, it, made, it gave me a really bad relationship with food, um, depression, anxiety. I had really terrible relationships because they were all fairly manipulative um, and, uh, and just really bad um, friendships, um, all in all. It was like living with the lights off. That's what my experience was like. It was like living with the lights off. Just total absorption in myself. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. Second one I want to talk about, comparison. The sinful nature to, is to compare yourself to others. I know you're all thinking, this isn't me, but sinful nature is to compare self to others. We have a mindset on looking side to side. We look side to side, looking and measuring up on what other people are doing, what they, like, what they um, look like or what they have, um, what others have achieved. You know, and we measure ourselves, don't we, up with other people, which leads ultimately then to to um, competition, we knock people down, we judge others, materialism, how can I get the same as them, you know, low self-worth, um, guilt that we're not doing as much as them or we're doing too much, um, which then leads to, you know, more guilt and more shame. You know, for, it's like a funny example, but, you know, social media, isn't it? It's like the breeding ground, isn't it, for um, comparison, especially um, Instagram. And, uh, you know, you can see these pictures on Instagram of, um, you know, uh, you can have like pictures of um, families having a great time together and their kids, are, you know, splashing around in the, in the paddling pool or whatever. And they're all laughing. And it's like this wonderful picture of how perfect life is and what a perfect parent it is. And in my sinful nature, I would um, look to that and, com and compare my situation that might be, we're all just sat around, bored, maybe I've just shouted at a kid, or whatever it is, and I compare, and then I feel um, guilt that I'm not, a good, I'm not a good enough parent. I'm not a good enough parent, because they're doing that, I'm comparing, I'm not a good parent, which then leads to shame. Paul says, is death, and that will work out in your life in any, um, in any way. Okay, the third, control. Sinful nature is the attempt to be in complete control. It's a mindset on keeping everything around you in total order to feel safe. And this leads to perfectionism. Again, anxiety and fear. Uh, we're, we become risk averse. Uh, we're often really tight financially because we need to control what we have. We need to control um, our finances. We have controlled relationships. We have the um, inability um, to let others flourish around you because what if they do something that makes me feel out of control? And so we can't let those around us fully flourish and fully um, become who they are created to be and what they're to do. And again, this is death. Okay, with me, yes. Okay, or 
The other existence, yes, living a life according to the Spirit. Okay, so Paul is saying a life that is given over to, sustained by, prefers, controls, in other translations, by the Spirit, is a mind that is set on the things the Spirit desires. This then leads to life and peace. Okay, so I'm going to go sort of back over those three examples. Okay, approval. A life according to, governed by, controlled by the Spirit, says, I am accepted, totally and utterly approved of. No condemnation. This is a mind that is set on the truth about what God says about you. Not looking to others to fill the deep need of approval in us, or, um, but looking up to God. What do you say? What do you say? Who do you say I am? Which then leads to a life that is free. The freedom to be um, obedient, to worship him only. I don't need to please anyone else around me. I want to serve you. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? I'm not serving anybody else's agenda. This is freedom. I long to be fully free in that area, just to serve him unconditionally. Um, which also leads to peace, true relationships, self-control, I mean, all the fruits of the Spirit, really, self-forgetfulness, oh, ability to truly love. It gives us the ability to truly love. This is freedom. And so just going back again to my story. So after university, um, I uh, had basically the, the Holy Spirit was really working in me. And I had a, um, a powerful encounter of the Holy Spirit when I was traveling after my university days, uh, which again, I shared before that utterly, totally, completely uh, changed my life upside down. Like I said about sort of seeing in the dark, it was like the blinkers had come off. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I have um, been missing. And really, he changed my desire. He changed a lot of my desires overnight, definitely. Woke up, didn't want to do it the next day. You know, um, he'd, he's been doing that with me. Um, but a lot, honestly, has been a continual uh, growing period that he has been changing me um, from the inside out, and especially around this approval uh, piece. It seems to be, you know, fairly deep in me. Um, but really, as God has been um, revealing in so many different ways, he's so kind. He reveals himself to me all the time of his unconditional acceptance towards me. That's really what he's been doing over the last 20 years. He's just been revealing to me in so many different ways that you are unconditionally loved, that you are totally accepted. And that is what has been that is what has transformed the internal world, which means that my desires, well, I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I don't need um, to seek the approval of others um, in the same way. I have my mind set on the truth. And you know, there are ways of thinking, and there are behaviors that I was totally and utterly caught up with. I was just speaking to Katie about the fact that, you know, my mind was full full of so much junk. You know, there are, there are ways of thinking and behaviors that I am totally and utterly free from, completely free from. And that is, I mean, that is the glory of God, as to the glory of God. I mean, honestly, it, I stand here to testify that God 
is in the business of setting you free and that he can do it. He really can do it. Okay, so comparison then. A life according to, governed by, controlled by the Spirit says, do not compare. Controlled by the Spirit says, do not compare. And this is a mindset then on blessing others, putting others before yourself, encouraging and affirming people around you, especially those people that you know that are better than you. They're better than stuff than you. How do we encourage to have a mindset um, of encouraging those um, that are around you? Sorry, I'm just losing my place. Um, I think a massive part of it as well is just not um, casting judgment on others. We don't know what's in a person's heart. We never know what's in a person's heart. Only God knows. And so this is a life of watching our tongue, celebrating the successes, like I said, trusting that God will raise you up, that God will raise you up. You don't need to raise yourself up. You don't need to keep um, striving and comparing, but he will raise you up. Trusting that God has a, st- has a story for you and he has a story for the person sat right next to you. He's got a wonderful plan for you and the person next to you, the person that you think um, is better than you. And again, the social media thing, you know, the according to the spirit, if I were to look at a photo like that, in that mindset, I'd be like, isn't that amazing that that family's having a great time, that they are celebrating each other, that they are having fun. You know, it's a total shift in what comes out of our tongue that shifts our mind in how we bless others, which ultimately changes our hearts. And this is life. This is life. And this is peace. Okay, so a control, a life according to or governed by, controlled by the Spirit, a surrendered life to God. This is a mind set on obeying God's no matter, God's voice no matter what. Trusting when it doesn't make sense. And that's hard, isn't it? Trusting when it doesn't make sense. Taking kingdom risks. Radical generosity, because we're not controlling everything. Faith, flexibility, letting others grow around you. Let people take risks around you. Just releasing that control. Okay, so I can imagine that everyone in this room, I probably think, would opt for existence number two, right? Not for one. Um, Anyone has this nailed down. You know, we are a work in progress. As a Christian word, we are being sanctified. We are being sanctified. And there is more freedom, as I said, on offer. And there is more life and there is more peace on offer. I love what it says in Corinthians 4.16. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Just like, who cares, you know? Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Cling on to that. We are being renewed day by day by day. When you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and work, you are being renewed. Even as opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit right now, that means that you are being renewed. Even when you don't feel it, even when you don't know it, it's in his business to renew day by day by day by day, uh, which is uh, good news. How then? 
Queensland, do we uh, begin to fix or set our minds or be controlled by the Spirit? How then do we do it? Um, because it's easy to say, isn't it? But it actually is quite difficult. Uh, I'm going to spend a few minutes just going over um, three practical ways, and they all start with S. Yes. Thanks. Are we all all right? Are you all all right? Good. <sighs> yes, love doing this, as you can imagine. <laughs> okay. One. We soak, S, we soak in his presence. <laughs> um, we invite the Holy Spirit in, don't we? We invite, his, his, we invite the Holy Spirit into all aspects of our lives. We have been given the most beautiful, beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, the same Spirit that conquered the grave lives in us. And we just sort of have it in our, you know, the back of our pocket. Or, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. You know, it's like we've been given this the amazing person of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And he's like, chat to me. Talk to me. Let me out. I've got something to say. And we're like, you know, oh, just, you know, you know, oh, I think, you know, maybe, oh, but I need to get on with this. I need to get on with this. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is crying out for us to listen to him. He wants to speak to us. He wants to, be, he wants to be revealed in your everyday life. You know, God has a life for you that is so much better than you can possibly imagine. And you know, circumstances suck sometimes, don't they? But there is a soul life that is for us that is so much better than you can possibly imagine. And so we need to soak in his presence. We need to ask him um, to come and fill us up. Um, every day. You know, freedom is a partnership. It's a partnership. It's his power and our ability to choose. We can't do this without his power. Otherwise, it's just total self-help and we're all just going to end um, just not having achieved it. You know, we need his power. And so every morning I wake up, Johnny will testify to this, I wake up and I say, Holy Spirit, fill my day. Fill me up with your presence right now. You know, it can be 30 seconds. I'll be lying, sometimes just lying in bed. Holy Spirit, I need you today. Fill me up. Fill me with your presence. Come in every conversation I have. Come in every situation. Come into my parenting. Come into my marriage. You know, it doesn't have to be intense. It's just literally you are saying, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. I give you permission. I give you permission to do whatever you want. And sometimes it's a good day, sometimes it's a bad day, but I still pray it every day. And so I, my charge to you is very simple, but is to start your day, ask the Holy Spirit into it, into every single piece of it. Just give it a go and see what happens. You might feel absolutely nothing. It's not about the feeling. It's about what he is. It's, it's about surrender. It's about saying, I give you this day completely. Do your work because he is pretty good at doing it. So I think we should give him a chance to actually make a difference in our lives. Um, and so, yeah, I think you should do that. <laughs> um, and you know, the biggest thing about this, because you can say, you know, over to you, you know, you can go through the practice of it, can't you? And it's all about a heart thing, isn't it? And I think partly the heart thing is surrendering the outcome of your day. You know, we can start the day, can't we, saying, fill me, you know, over to you, Lord, but I know exactly what's going to happen, you know, or, oh, but make this happen. But actually, the heart posture of asking the Holy Spirit to come and take my day, take everything about it, is saying, I, I surrender, I give over the outcome. 
it might not go the way that I wanted it to go, or it might probably be better, to be honest. Um, but it is a, a heart posture of letting him in, regardless, it's a trusting um, posture. And let him speak to you um, in that. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to always be alone. We get people to pray with you. Um, ask each other, when you're praying for someone, start your prayers, fill this person with your Holy Spirit. Fill this person with the Holy Spirit. Why don't, you start, why don't you just pray that for each other for a week and see what happens? You know, be honest with each other where you need the power of the Holy Spirit to come in. And this is honestly why Johnny and I, we spend so much time waiting. You know, it's, sometimes we make a bit of a joke of it. It's like, oh, we're going to wait again. But honestly, we have absolutely nothing, I get emotional, without the presence of God. This is all just utterly pointless if we don't allow God to come and move and do what he wants to do. That's not just on a Sunday. That's every day that we wake up in the morning. And our lives are honestly fairly pointless if God's not speaking or doing or working in us. And sure, he's gracious and kind, and he just works in our lives anyway, because that is what he does. But actually, there isn't, there's a responsibility or an opportunity or an invitation for us to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do with this day? Okay, I've made the point. Okay, two, speak the truth. Um, speaking his truth is powerful. Again, I can talk about this so much, but it really, truly, truly is a weapon. It's not just positive thinking. It's so much more than just, you know, I was going to positively think myself out of this. But we believe that scripture is living and breathing, and it is a weapon. It is, it is so powerful. I just think we have massively underrated that. It's become sort of trivial, you know, oh, I was going to put that on our bumper sticker, or I was going to put on that. And it's like, this is this is powerful. And I think once we um, take hold of the fact that Scripture is living and breathing and it can speak truth in powerful ways into our lives, then we're not ever fully going to grasp it. Um, you know, we listen to lies all day long, don't we? So many, so many lies all day long. Labels that have, given, that have been given to us over our, um, over our lives as we were growing up. Um, words um, said by others or just honestly flat out lies um, from the enemy. Um, and we live out these lies, don't they? They, they, um, they shape our behaviours. It cripples us and robs us from um, what God has for us. Um, I'm just going to skip that bit because I'm actually running out of time. Um, I recently heard uh, someone talk about um, this question. Um, she, someone was asked this question, what lies are you believing at the moment? What lies are you believing at the moment? And I think this is a really important question for us to ask ourselves. You know, here at, here at Trinity, we, we do um, three things. We pray the psalm in the morning. We say the Lord's Prayer at 12 o'clock. And then in the evening, um, we have this thing called the examine, which is basically where you sit before you go to sleep and you just examine your day. Jesus, where were you in my day? Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys do that. But this is a really great question to add. What lies have I believed today? What lies have I believed today? And don't stop there, then wait and say, Jesus, you tell me the truth. You speak the truth. And he, and he really will. Just give him, give him some time and he will counter those lies and he will speak um, the truth. You know, don't believe your mind. Your mind plays tricks on you all the time. Don't believe your mind. And don't fixate um, on the sin. You know, try harder and harder. I'm going to conquer this. I'm going to get out of it. But we need to focus on something so much bigger. 
And um, what is bigger is the truth of God, that you are a child of God, that nothing can separate you um, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, that there is no condemnation. Print it out, speak it out, put it anywhere, just speak it over yourself. Because, you know, we, we, we need to conquer the other stuff, don't we? Uh, combat the other stuff that goes through our minds. Um, I, you know, what I've done is find pieces of truth that directly counter the lie that you're in. There always is. And I speak this daily over myself. And my, my friends or the team know that. You know, I, I can't speak this stuff over myself um, enough. And my children. You know, if you parents out there, speak this into your, into your kids. Speak it in to their being. A greater truth um, for my children isn't just that mummy loves you. You know, I love you. I love you no matter what. You know, all of that's amazing. But a greater truth for them is that God loves you no matter what unconditional. You know, we are laying foundations in their little beings, um, yeah, which I think is really important. And I think just stop the bad talk. You know, this isn't, humanity, this isn't humi uh, humility, you know, to say, oh, I can't do this, or I'm this, oh, I'm stupid. You know, if you listen to the voice under your breath. You know, we need to stop that, um, that bad self-talk because it leads to death. Yeah. Call each other out on it. Call each other out on it. Okay, third S. Um, I'm coming into land, I promise. Um, <laughs> um, is set the track. So soak in his presence, speak his truth, and set the track. You know, when I was preparing for this, um, an image came into my mind. Um, and it was um, an image of a, um, for, for parents out there, you'll know, but of a train track, you know, the sort of uh, the wooden train tracks. Um, and this sort of uh, image came into my mind. Um, and it was a track. And I felt like God was saying to me that we've all been given these pieces of track. You know, we've all been given these pieces of track. And, uh, and really, we have a choice of where we're going to lay them down. We have a choice. Are we going to put it down, the track down that leads to life? Or are we going to put the track down that leads to death? And I think we need to um, sort of take responsibility at the fact that we have a choice of where we're going to uh, put down our track. Um, and I think even I was written here. I think for some, there's a um, the senses as well that I had was that um, there are some people here who feel like their track is set. You know that oh, this is my track and it's set. Um, and I just feel like um, I just felt like the Lord was you know wanting to sort of rip up the track that we every, every day we wake up with fresh we with a fresh track in front of us. You know it's His mercies in you every morning that right now you have track pieces in your hand and you can place down your track either um, that's leading to death um, or leading to life. You know, we form habits, don't we? Let's make some new habits. Um, Paul says, put to death the misdeeds of the body. If you know that you struggle with something or God is showing you something um, that you know isn't leading to life, go really far away from it, you know. Get rid of it. Paul says, put to death the misdeeds of the body. You know, there are so many um, practical things that happen in my life that um, I just literally had to completely um, stop because I knew that it was um, setting my mind on the stuff that is leading um, to death. You know, I'd never diet, never um, wave myself. Um, I would um, say no when I felt like I couldn't say no. You know, going back to this approval thing, I'd stop buying crappy magazines, honestly, that just would 
fill my mind with um, things that were, um, you know, breeding comparison, going the absolute opposite desire. And all of that stuff is so arbitrary to so many of you here. But God, um, you, you know, between you and God, there are things that he is prodding and he's saying, don't put the track down there. Don't put the track down there. Put it in the other direction. Put it in the other direction. And you know what that is. Um, okay, we are a work in progress, aren't we? And we are... Um, we are not the complete article, and we um, need his help, don't we? So every day, soak in his presence, speak his truth, um, and set the track. Hey, thanks for listening to the Trinity Church Nottingham podcast. Each week at the end of this podcast, we want to take a few minutes to share some stories about what God is doing in our city. I'm Bo Brumley, and today we're joined by uh, George Trevor White, curate here at Trinity Church Nottingham. George. Hello. Recently priested, uh, just this past week. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Shave my hair off and everything, oh. just to mark the moment. Come on. George, uh, as well as leading our church, he really leads us uh, every Wednesday in prayer on the streets. George, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So prayer on the streets is exactly what it sounds like. We gather every Wednesday um, as part of our um, rhythm, weekly rhythm, and we go out on the streets and we pray for people. And so what that looks like is 9.30, we just gather in our building, we pray for half an hour, pray for different things, pray for our city, uh, pray for some words for some different people that we may uh, bump into that morning. And then we just go out and um, just for half an hour, we just go out to our city and we offer people prayer. You know, hey, I know this sounds strange, this might sound weird to you, but um, we believe God knows you, he loves you, and is there anything we can pray for today? And so that's open to everyone, not just our staff team, but we open that to our congregation or anyone in the city that wants to come. And we've had some incredible testimony of where God has been moving, and actually, uh, it almost seems like we're just catching up to where he's already doing, what he's already doing, rather, in our city. Uh, can, do you have a story or a testimony uh, that you could share with us just from time on the streets? Totally. Well, something we've been praying for um, with what you're saying recently has been words of knowledge. So praying God, that God would give us maybe um, specific um, things or signs or markers of people that we might bump in, into that you may want us to um, offer prayer. Uh, two different people and recently we had we were we were praying before we went out and um and a few of us had different words i think you know i had this sense of uh, a tweed flat cap and someone else had this idea that uh, that you know someone's arm wasn't wasn't quite working properly and particularly um an ailment where bending their hand was a problem and so we went out and you know we had some amazing encounters um actually in the time when we went out to brown streets but it was later on that day i was having lunch with a friend in a local a local restaurant and the waiter that was serving us um, just we were about to leave and I hadn't even thought about it we were about to leave and I just clocked that he had this flat cap on and I suddenly thought oh that was a word we had earlier and then I looked down uh, to his hand and he had his hand in like a brace like where, where his wrist was and I thought this is just you know this is too good to just to pass up so before we left I went over to this guy I said you know I said this is gonna sound really really strange but you know, I'm a pastor from just up the road, and uh, we were praying this morning as a group of us, and we felt that we were going to bump into someone today who had a tweak flat cap and something wrong with their wrist, and this guy's jaw obviously just drops to the ground. Um, and I show him, which always gets people, I show him sort of the note on the iPhone, so I always take down these words on the iPhone, I show him this note, I'm like, look, I'm not kidding, this is, this is really something that we felt um, God was saying, and um, I just wondered if there's anything we could pray for. And this guy was just completely astounded. 
Um, and, uh, you know, and as we spoke, he said, actually, I'm in a place in my life at the moment. I feel really lost. I feel like I'm in a really dark place. I'm soon to be 30 and there's, you know, it's this significant milestone, but like, I kind of feel really sort of in the dark with my life and my decisions. Um, I'd love for you to pray for me. So we got behind the bar in this, uh, in this local restaurant, pray for this guy, um, talked to him about Jesus, told him about the church and it was just amazing, you know, that God would tell us, give us those little tiny clues just to meet, meet this guy later on in the day. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and George, what would you say, um, to, uh, to someone who's uh, in our community, attending our church, who really wants to grow uh, in, in evangelism and telling people about Jesus, or, or just simply uh, rocking up to that strange on the street and telling them God's love. What, what advice would you give to them? Well, you know, I, I actually was someone for, for quite a while that had my own skepticism and cynicism, even the word evangelist, like we just put off all these red flags in my mind. And I think it's that Nike thing, right? I think just just do it. Just take a simple, small step to sharing your faith with someone. And I, I think part of that, you know, come to prayer on the streets. It's just it's just offering people, offering people prayer, offering to share about your faith in a way that's just honest, you know, non-intimidating, non-intense. Um, just saying to people, oh, you know, we believe there's... Um, there are, there's a God who loves you, cares for you, and that you matter to Him. Can we pray for you? Can I, you know, can I talk to you a little bit about that? It's just taking a small, simple step, just starting, doing it. Amazing. If you're in Nottingham or the surrounding area, we'd love to have you join us on a Wednesday morning, 9:30 a.m. up at Trinity. Uh, we pray and then we go out and hit the streets. Alternatively, man, if you have a story or see something that God is doing in your context, wherever you are in the world, or you've been encouraged by the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at stories at trinitychurchnottingham.org. Thanks for listening.